hookup culture. <laughs> what is up, my cubbies? It's your girl, Chris Linehart, and welcome back to the hookup culture. Okay, so this week's episode is about to be forbidden love. So we've all been through it. I had, I ran a survey on my Instagram and I had so many people say that they haven't been in a forbidden love. And hey, granted, some of you might be telling the truth, but truth be told, <laughs> um, I think it's something that a lot of people go through, even as kids growing up, having little crushes they don't say anything about, or, you know, sometimes some of us have made the mistake of having a crush on the wrong person, whether it be our best friend or, you know, somebody that somebody likes and we're not supposed to like them either. Or, and honestly, in the LGBTQ plus community, there's a lot of times where a lot of our partners don't want us to talk about our love. And here's the thing. I'm not here to tell anybody what to do with their lives. We all, we all know this, right? I'm not a licensed therapist. I'm not here to tell you right from wrong. I'm not here to force my opinion on ever, anyone, actually. Um, but what I will say is that if you are in this type of predicament, as long as you know that you deserve to be known you don't deserve to be in this type of predicament as long as you know that. Now, look, if you are the special type that you're just okay with this circumstance and you're totally fine with continuing this, this you know, situation that you're in, that's fine. And honestly, I'm not even here to knock it because some of the most beautiful relationships have started off forbidden. And I'll tell you why. There's something about human nature, right? There's just something about us that we look at somebody and we're like, I can't have them. Mm. Yeah, that makes me want them even more, right? And I think I think <laughs> I think you'd be boldface lying if you didn't agree with that. And the reason why behind that is because there's just something in our mind that goes, I can't have it, I want it. And that's not even a, about people. Let's just take this out of the relationship standpoint. Let's say you're on a diet and you tell yourself, I can't have sweets. What's the first thing you crave? I can't have pasta. I never even eat pasta, but I know I can't have it. All of a sudden, I want to go to every Italian restaurant. Why is that? Why do you think we do that? And the trick, <clears throat> excuse me, the trick to this is actually pretty interesting. When you tell yourself, I don't want it versus I can't have it, game changer game changer. Now, so if there's somebody in your life right now and you know you technically can't have them, but try telling yourself you don't want them. And this is dangerous, okay? So because <laughs> the reason why I say it's dangerous is because I've actually been in this predicament quite a few times. Like if there's a situation where I'm like, this is getting too sticky. I can't have this person. I already know what it is. There's so many different circumstances, right? But the moment I tell myself I don't want them either, or I don't want them at all, all of a sudden my energy shifts. All of a sudden I'm walking and talking like it didn't even happen. And, 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 and it works. I'm telling you, if, if you haven't tried it before, please, I urge you to try it now. Walk down the street, go on your walk or the treadmill, elliptical, whatever. Go do your cardio because everybody should be doing it, right? Go do that and then tell yourself, I do not want this person. I do not want to be overweight. I do not want to not care about how I look. I do not want those things. Not I can't because 
your brain is going to respond so much easier and so much smoother. Okay, now moving on. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm coming over this. These allergies are killing me. I don't know about you guys. Whoever else is in LA right now, just dealing with these winds and the weather changes, it's been wild. So bear with me. My voice is a little hoarse at the moment. Just ride with me, okay? Because I have to get out these episodes. So, okay. So basically, I really want to touch on like some Romeo and Juliet type stuff, okay? So what is it about that guy or girl or individual that you really want? Your family might not like them or your friends hate them, but you keep coming back to each other. Why? Because you love each other, dummy. And I think, (laughs) I think love like that is not something that you should um, really second guess, but honestly ask yourself why these people have an issue with it. If it's something as lame as family drama or, you know, those type of circumstances, fine. Or if this person is actually genuinely not good for you and you know it, and you're just being toxic, fine. Um, but if you genuinely love someone, keep them keep them because the beauty of love is it doesn't always knock on your door twice and you got to get comfortable with the idea that you might just be in love once in your life and that should be beautiful enough for you guys to hold on tight now like i mean hold on tight like for dear life because okay so unfortunately Um, but I don't want to say, unfortunately, at the same time, because I am a product of my circumstances, meaning everything I've gone through has built me up to the person that I am. And I'm damn, damn proud of this girl, this woman, I should say, because that's how I identify. I definitely think that every heartbreak or every situationship or every relationship that I've gone through has led me up to this point. And I'm okay with that. And I urge you to be okay with it. So a little bit of Chris. Woo. Okay. So since I can remember, um, I have always been in a predicament where I can't really say who I like, or I've liked somebody and they like my best friend. So I'm like, zip it up, lock it away, put it away. Or, okay, I can't let, and this, um, I'm talking about my grade school years. So everybody that met me after high school, you guys already know that I was already out and open with my sexuality. So prior to that, there was times where I didn't even recognize that I had feelings for my own best friends because they're girls, right? I just didn't know what it was. I just didn't know why I was getting mad at some of my friends for having the boyfriends they have. And I'm like, why do I care? Like, (laughs) why do I care? And then it all started clicking, right? So let me get to the point of this forbidden love stuff. I'm going to take you guys back to my first love. Oh, oh, okay. Let's talk about it for a second. I know I touched on it in Venus Flytrap part one. It was really, it wasn't, well, (laughs) it wasn't the healthiest relationship, but I didn't tell you guys about the beginning. The beginning was beautiful. I remember walking down the hall in high school and you know, staring and sharing these like secret glances at each other. And, you know, she was on choir. I was on the basketball team, just completely worlds apart, worlds apart. And I was, I'm going to openly admit, I was kind of a little snob. Sometimes I just cared too much about, you know, my popularity. And there was things that even though I was never a bully, I just want to put that out there. I always stood up for the underdogs, but I just had this like thing, like I can't, I can't like this girl. Number one, she's a woman. Number two, 
she's on choir and no offense hey look 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 i'm actually really good friends with a lot of people on choir so uh i i want to tell you guys i'm just speaking from my standpoint when i was 17 i'm now 30 so if you act excuse me 31 if now you get upset with me about this just yeah you're gonna have to get over it because i'm not that person anymore so anyways <laughs> sorry i keep sidetracking so i remember walking down the hall and just glancing over and i got these like butterflies in my stomach like I'm not supposed to but I want to and I don't know what it is about this girl she's so beautiful her eyes and um I had one of my best friends he liked somebody that was in choir and he's like hey you you have and he was on the football team and he's like can you please come with me to the choir um the competition it's this uh and our on uh, my high school is actually they their choir was like winning nationals. I'm pretty sure that the the show Glee was named after. I mean, not named, but like literally so close to how my high school was like, and because um, they were really good. And I was like, oh my god, dude, it's raining outside. So this was like out of a rom com, okay? So he gets on his skateboard. I get on my skateboard. We just start skating about a mile and a half half down to uh, to my high school. And I remember we went in halfway through the show and ironically, <laughs> actually, I don't even know if this is ironic, but it was pretty ironic to me at the time. Um, when I walked in, <clears throat> I, uh, it was actually the girl that I, I really liked that I wasn't supposed to, hence the forbidden <clears throat> part. And excuse me, I'm so sorry. And uh, she had a solo. And she was singing Chasing Pavements by Adele. And I remember walking in and I thought I was looking at like an angel sing. I mean, her voice was, I mean, come on. That's pretty damn bold to be singing Adele. And she sang it so beautifully. And I remember just looking at her like, oh my God. And the show ends and he goes and he tries to find this girl, right? And I'm on just chatting it up with everybody there. Everybody, half the people there are like, shocked that I'm even there. So I'm just like talking to everyone, administrators, my coach was there and stuff. And uh, I look up at her and she just has this gorgeous Colgate smile and she has all these flowers in her hands. And I was like, for the first time in my life, for the first time I looked at her and I was like, wow, I can see myself like falling head over heels in love with this person, but I can't. And there was, it's like for Brit, for Britain, okay. <clears throat> you know what? I'm not even going to do the applause this time. We're just going to keep rolling. Um, it's like forbidden love. Like what is it about this girl? And I sound so cheesy right now, but I promise you this is word for word exactly what was going on in my head. And we go over and my buddy's, uh, the girl that he's into is actually one of her close friends. And um, <clears throat> she, <laughs> she turns around and looks at me and she goes, Hi. And you guys, hi, hi. That's all she said. And I was like, sup. And I like nodded my head up, sup. Imagine all of these thoughts in my head and all I could think to say was sup. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, world-class Casanova over here says sup. So she goes, thanks for coming. And I was like, yeah, mm, nice uh, song and she starts cracking up and I start laughing and she hugs me and instantly I felt this connection and I'm like 
I have to explore this. So that summer going into my senior year, I threw a huge birthday party for myself. I throw this birthday party and uh, I have all these people come. My cousin goes out there. He starts banging his chest, telling everybody to go home. This is my older cousin because it got out of hand because I have no idea how to not tell everybody in the world. And um, she sees me after the party. I didn't even know she was there. And she pulls me and she goes, are you okay? And I just melted. And about a, a month later, we were hanging out nonstop. I'm talking about day after day after day up until our senior year like right in the beginning i'm talking about sneaking out of the house in the middle of the night um getting rides over there uh sleeping in her garage in like a cocoon because we were both freezing but we couldn't stay away from each other uh sleeping in her car um just talking on the phone until all hours of the night i mean out of a romance movie uh writing each other notes passing each other you know, <laughs> cards, uh, you just like looking at each other and knowing there's nowhere else on this earth that feels more like home than being in the, each other's arms. Or I remember I used to rest my head like right under her chin and, uh, I, I never felt more protected in my life. And I know, I know, please, please, if you guys need barf bags, I will be handing them out shortly. Um, I, was so infatuated by this connection. I had never felt it in the 17 years that I was around. I didn't feel this, but it just felt so right. But I never, never knew that if it was so right or it was so right that it's wrong, you know? And I couldn't distinguish between the two. Um, but after some time and after some thinking about it, I knew deep down in my heart that it wasn't that it was wrong. It was actually perfect. And I had never felt that or experienced that in my life. So I know you guys are probably thinking, what could go wrong? Trust me, a lot went wrong. Go and tune into Venus part one, but that's not, this isn't to be negative. Okay. But because I would never take back one second of what happened when it was right. And that love and that passion, even if we were sneaking around, even if we were just doing everything we can to spend as much time with each other, I wouldn't take any of that back. Not even today or the next day or how many people we hurt along the way to be together um, just because we were going against their morals. Uh, it didn't matter to me at that point. Day saying, I want to be more than friends. I don't care who knows. And I have this meltdown, like huge meltdown. And you guys are probably wondering, why are you telling me this? Well, I'm telling you because this entire time I was more comfortable with forbidden than I was with open. Because the moment she said, I want everybody to know, every organ inside of me dropped to my asshole. Like I literally felt like I was going to vomit. And I texted back, you know what? I'm going to end that story there. All I have to say was the idea of her being forbidden was much more sufficeable to me than us actually being together. And the beauty behind that is no matter how many years have gone by, which it's about what I want to say 12 to be exact, 12 years later, and I could still say that I have never felt as comfortable with that forbidden feeling as I did then. 
And now that same feeling makes my stomach churn, not turn, churn, like butter, churn. Like I, I, I personally am not comfortable with that. You know why? Cause I don't want it. You see what I did there? I don't want it. I don't, as beautiful as forbidden love is for me personally, it's not enough to make me want to diminish myself and my self-respect and tell myself I only deserve to be loved behind closed doors in their four walls and that I just, I feel like I need more than that. Actually, I know I need more than that, but the beauty of the forbidden love is it actually created such a beautiful love story. I could, I could literally, has anyone's, okay, I'm asking you guys like you could answer, but um, I watched Moulin Rouge and Moulin Rouge was one of my favorite movies growing up. Had I known, had I, had 11 year old Chris known that Moulin Rouge would quite literally be almost every single love experience that I have for the rest of time, I would have, I would have, I, I wouldn't believe you. I'd be like, no, there's no way. But now it makes complete sense. So Moulin Rouge is about a writer that's pretending to be something else. And then she, he falls in love, forbidden love with, uh, you know, the lead, uh, woman in a, I mean, nicely put, she just would accept money for nights out, okay? <laughs> and um, she didn't necessarily have sex with them, but that's what she was doing. And she had to pretend like she was in love with this huge money producer or whatever. And he was like conducting a movie and he was a writer. The writer, oh, sorry, pardon me. The writer was the one that fell in love with the main character and Nicole, played by Nicole Kidman. And I remember just like thinking that was the most beautiful thing because no matter what, they always went back to each other. No matter what, they loved each other more than anyone can comprehend and nobody even knew about it, which is the beauty of forbidden love, right? Would I recommend it? No, <laughs> no. So that movie actually ends up being a tragedy. Uh, I'm not gonna ruin it for you, but it is definitely a tragedy. And that's kind of what has happened to every single relationship of mine in the past, um, they ended in tragedies, whether my partners cheated on me with my best friends, which was actually a reoccurring pattern. That's a story for another day. Or, um, I just wasn't feeling the situation anymore and I got myself out of it. Point being, if you are in that type of situation, understand that somebody hears you. I know how intense those connections can be. I know how much beauty there could be, but I want to take you guys out of the fact that it's forbidden. I want to take you out of the fact that it's open. I want you to focus on the one common denominator, and that's love. The same thing, and for people that don't know what common denominator is for whatever reason, it's the same value no matter what. It's the one thing that stays the same, and that's love. And if you guys understand that you're worthy of that love and love is such a beautiful, precious gift, no matter how it's presented to you, you will cherish it. You will appreciate it. Therefore, attracting someone that's going to put that same value and appreciation on love. And that's what I want for all of you. I want you guys to take yourself out of any situation you're not comfortable in. Again, again, please, I'm highly saying if you are comfortable then by all means, please also shoot me a DM if you're comfortable and explain to me what kind of circumstance you're under because I, I just 
urge you guys to at least have someone to talk to, at least even if it's a therapist, if you're writing, if you're walking, just some sort of outlet. Um, I just want you guys to know that that's, that's out there for you and I'm, I'm willing to do that for you. But I do know that there's certain values that you could depreciate around, along the way and I don't want one of them to be you and who you are as a person. Don't ever change. You are worthy of love. You are light. You are my cubbies. I love y'all. Thank you so much. And if you guys want to keep talking about it, because I know you do, hit me up. HK underscore culture. Right? Right? Instagram, TikTok. I need you guys. I need everybody's help. I've been doing so well on my own. I've been doing great. You know, everybody could hear what I'm doing. Everybody knows what my message is. I'm reaching all around the world. Thank you so much to the countries that I continue to chart at least top 20s, top 100s, top 50s. I don't care. The point is not for me to chart. It's for me to change a life or just to help you and be there for you and show you that love, even in the hookup culture, is something worth fighting for. All right. You are love. You are light. I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye.